if I had if I had animanium claws, they'd be like three, <laughs> and then two, and then one for the peacemaker. <laughs> and ready, set, boom. boom, baby. Oh, you, my dude. Oh, it's gonna be all me because I can't read because I don't have my glasses on. What up, my friends? What up, my dudes? What up, my dudettes? Wherever you may be listening, whether it be right here in the glorious United States or across the pond in Europe, in the UK, France, or if it's in the motherland, as we refer mm. to it on the show, in the Philippines. How do you say? How do you spell? How do you say hello in uh, the Filipino language? I don't know. What's the Filipino language? Uh, what is it, it called? It depends. It depends on uh, region. So, but right now, the Filipino language specifically is the Galog. So. I my parents are more so Ilocano. It's like it, it would be like you know having a California dialect versus like an Eastern New York uh, dialect. It, it's still very much similar. It's just that like you know the vibe. How do we say hello to our friends in the motherland? I'm on the spot like that, but that will offend the least amount of Filipinos. <laughs> just hello, hi, hello, greetings from uh, from all around that great country. I like mm. our, our the needle moves ever so slightly but it e. continues to tick up thanks to this guy over here to to uh jr kumbakukin aka mm. the dark king not to be re- confused with a dark knight or two. Ooh. Uh-huh. uh this is as you can tell possibly a dc themed show i am kevin pell the voice of reason at voice of reason 23 on all social media platforms also not jr comics 42 Adobo. Chicken Adobo. I love it. I love this tank top. <laughs> Which by the way, um, we need to have a cook-off, dude. Yeah. We need Come to on. do, I think we should go. Should we go ribs for ribs? Ah uh, no, because the, no, your, dad rib, my, your dad'll kick uh, my ass. <laughs> the amount of time making the rims that my dad makes, dude, is like literally he has to like take two, three days or something, just, just have them fully set so well, if you, if you fall, cook them. yeah oh yeah and if you guys one of these is we take this show on the road which we are um especially at the comic asylum i've already talked with chick mm-hmm. um we have the capability of doing this show live mm-hmm. we're just figuring out when we're going to do it um yes. if there is an anniversary show in may of 2022 i definitely think we're going to do uh we're going to live stream it or we'll do we'll yeah. do something yeah. um but um i think we're going to do something I told Chick we're gonna have to do something. I got a I got a portable smoker. Uh, <laughs> go there to the to the asylum, go. do some cooking in the back in the alleyway because Chick is bugging mm-hmm. me every time to make some salmon for her at the mm-hmm. store. So uh, that is coming. Um, if you follow me on uh, my Instagram page, you know that every weekend now it's like uh, I'm cooking something. I made some some pork belly burn ins over the weekend. Mm-hmm. I ain't mad mm-hmm. at it. it. Was they were good stuff. And if you're wondering yeah. what the heck is pork belly, basically. It's one gigantic piece of bacon. Mm-hmm. Really is. And it was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, we could talk about food. We'll do a food show one of these days. Eventually. Uh, yeah. Eventually. But uh, my dude, we are once again pushing Penguin Random House. What was it called? Uh, the, the Buckle Penguin Random House. Uh, like whatever. Yeah. yeah we're we're going to push it one more it week because we want to really sink our teeth into what yeah. we can, what, what what's going on there. Because my dude, WB dropped mm. a nuke on us over the weekend. Just Batman, Batman, more Batman. Oh, by the way, Flash, uh, Aquaman, Black Adam, and more Batman. 
they know where their money is. They know it's with the Dark Knight. They know it mm-hmm. is with uh, the greatest detective of all time. Uh, they know it's with Bruce Wayne. They know it's with uh, with Batman. So let's dive right into it. Uh, but before we get into DC, let's get into the House of Ideas. Let's get into Marvel. And this past Monday, uh, yeah. Marvel had a massive party in downtown Los Angeles. It was the world premiere of the Eternals. And I'm telling you right now, uh, Kevin Feige has promised us a movie that could challenge for best picture at the Academy Awards with this movie. A nearly mm. two and a half hour of runtime. It has an Academy Award winning director, of course. Uh, uh, um, uh, well, I'm Chloe sorry, Zhao. I pulled it. Was it Chloe's, Chloe Zhao, Zhao, who just yeah. won the Oscar of this past year? Um, you have a star studded cast. Uh, yeah. Maybe not like A plus cast, but we're talking, I mean, 98, 90%, 99. I mean, we're not, it's pretty damn good. Um, yes, they're I, there. Yeah. They're there. And uh, massive party in Los Angeles. And dude, the house of ideas of Marvel Studios did not waste any time spoiling their own party and dropping another bomb stating that Harry Styles, that Harry Styles from what? One Direction? Yeah. Or did I get it wrong? Confused. I think it is, yeah. It's one of those boy band that are actually yeah, from early 2010s. Good, actually. Uh, Harry Styles has been casted into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but we're not talking like, <clears throat> oh, when George Lucas casts NSYNC to be Jedis in the background. No, he's playing a massive character yep. that has connections to the existing Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yep. And that is, is it, is it Eros or Eno? Is it? Uh, I was actually going to see if we, I don't, if we wanted to talk about this because... Oh, spoiler actually, alert. That's what I'm saying. Because it actually has uh, okay. some ties to... I didn't say anything. ...coming Marvel movie. So okay. I was going to say, I, was, I, I prefaced by saying that, hey, if you guys don't want to hear this part, this part particularly come Rewind. in come yeah come either uh, come back in like uh five ten minutes or so maybe well, five minutes let's just you know what i take this back i'm gonna take right. words from your sister who literally was brought to tears because someone spoiled the end of the eternals yeah we're gonna put a little pin in it we're gonna do so all we're gonna say is harry styles cast into the marvel cinematic universe is connected to the existing universe plays a mm-hmm. massive character disregard the little slip up that i said about a minute and a half ago <laughs> um yeah we still don't know much about the character send um, send all your send all your hate mail to, to, to voice of reason Bella. 23 on all social media platforms specifically twitter yeah hashtag ps comics i love you mm. um but yeah this is huge and yeah, again man. you know the when i first read this uh i was at my daughter's soccer practice um mm. and i remember you texted me shortly thereafter about the article yeah from deadline saying that yep. harry had been cast into the marvel cinematic universe i'm thinking oh even when i saw it originally i was thinking when george lucas cast in sync into i believe it's episode two uh yeah. as background jedi and of course they they cut the yeah, scene um yeah so that, that or, or like when uh jj abrams casted um uh, the, the the prince harry and prince phil uh prince william to be in an episode uh episode seven that's uh, right yeah james bond daniel craig was also in episode seven had mm-hmm. a speaking role 
Yeah. Um, but that's all I, I chalked it up to just whatever. But without saying anything, Harry Styles is not playing a throwaway background character. No, he's not. And it's gonna be interesting at how this is gonna be because of these stark differences that he has canonically in the comics with uh, uh with I I uh without giving too much away with somebody he's connected to. Yep, yep. Because they're different different i just say that they're different in in like characters in uh in uh in ideologies and everything in comic book version right if i'm if i get if i'm getting my comic book no i think you're right here it, because like yeah it makes sense that the eternals or or any upcoming marvel characters are going to be working with harry styles character because yeah it's cool it makes a lot more sense now specifically when you're talking about the greater God beings of the universe. Now, like, this is all going to just feel, just sound weird. If you're just listening to it straight out, just wait till the movie. Yeah. Uh, it comes that uh, I will, I will continue to say that yours will come out March 4th, not March 4th, uh, no. uh, third next Thursday. We're getting to where that again, po- we're 4th. getting to a yeah. story where that could possibly still happen. Yeah. Uh, but like Jared said, uh, Thursday, November 4th is November when, 4th. um, sneak previews will start, or start happening, including, Mm-hmm. Our very own chick and the comic asylum will be going to Mary Pickford for a special screen. Unfortunately, yeah. I think at this time, I'm not going to be able to go. Um, yeah, we will go either. Yeah. So um, yeah. I'm, I don't want to miss Spider-Man, but um, I know that's not until December, but I want to go see Eternals. I really do. And I think this is going to end up having to be a weekend excursion with the family, though. Yeah. I am a bit concerned a about the runtime and B. um, what I don't think have, anyway. they've given this. Well, obviously, it's a, it's a, at least a PG thirteen movie. Yeah. Um, there hasn't been as many, for lack of a better term, negative comments in regards to content as mm-hmm. Shang Chi was. There was a lot of negative content, though it has still to this day has a ninety eight percent Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. and it's a fantastic movie. There was a lot of negative uh, reviews saying that it was not a hundred percent safe for kids. I took me my kids to go see it. There was a couple of moments, but um, yeah, like, you know, it they you know the typical they say shit, they say damn, they say hell. Like, I don't think they dropped an f bomb. No, no, it's, it's you're allowed one. Yeah, I mean, like it, not only that, but like it's it's a Marvel movie. Like, granted, yeah, it's supposed to be for kids. It's PG thirteen. Like again, it's it's at the discretion of the parent. It, if you if you can't if you as a parent can't see that you know PG thirteen ratings stuff like that, that's like. What, what can you possibly do? I mean, granted, you know, we we also live in a society where, or I I grew up in a society where you know parents were were getting their kids freaking Grand Theft Auto for for Christmas and stuff in Modern Warfare. Yeah. So I'm like, it's I like can't. you can't you can't it's it's hard to justify that type of stuff when we live in a society where this is so easily you know you people go for the hype yeah. and it's you you just yeah you just freaking get caught up in the hype and can't get mad that you know you brung. You don't bring four year you don't bring four year olds to like you know to adult theme parties with like <laughs> or with take like four year olds to go see Deadpool, which my wife and I saw when we went and saw the original <laughs> Deadpool on opening night. We saw Amen. like an like an aunt bring like three or four kids that were easily under ten to go see the original Deadpool. And if you've seen that movie, language aside, in the first half of that movie, um, things are done to Wade Wilson that some may say is unnatural hmm. i'll just leave it at that so um yeah. with that said real quick for those who don't hmm. know 
TV rating or movie ratings. PG-13, of course, parental guidance for any children under the age of 13, technically allows you one F-bomb. Shang-Chi did not, did not release one. As far as I know, there have been no F-bombs in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. No, they haven't been. But in other universes, there have. JR, I ask you this question, mm-hmm. and I'm going to put this in, in the, in the uh, Spotify uh, Q&A section, is what is, in only PG-13 movies, any movie that you can think of, is the greatest use of the F word in a PG-13 movie? I know my pick, I, and, and, and I think that you would probably agree with me. Um, there's a slight tie... Because it's the, the the same moment is referenced in two separate movies, but can you think of a, a great use of the F word in a PG thirteen movie? Yes, they get. Okay, the one I'm picking, and I think this is where most people, especially from our audience, are going to pick, would be going back to X Men First Class when Eric Lyncher and, of course, Charles Xavier are recruiting or casting their X Men to oh. come to uh, to no, the. Uh, to the, uh, I think it's the CIA headquarters, and they track yeah. down Logan, aka Wolverine, yeah. in a bar, and he tells them, "Go fuck yourself." Before he uh-huh. could even, yeah. before they could even offer. Yeah. Of course, that same line in reference is said back to Logan in Days of Future Past by Charles yeah. Xavier, and I thought it was also a classic use of the F word. But uh, I don't know. Let us know in the comments below any movie you want to pick. Uh, what is the greatest use of the F word in a PG 13 movie? And <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I thought it'd be, or leave it in the comments below on Facebook or, fa- or yep. YouTube, wherever you go. So anyways, yeah. um, moving right along, like JR said, um, he slipped of the tongue. He said it was going to be March 4th. It really is November 4th. Um, mm-hmm. No plans on moving either uh, the Eternals or Spider-Man No Way Home. However, some will say, because, uh, based on that timing, that it was a it was a it was a response to Warner Brothers and DC fandom. Some were saying that it, that a lot of people, um, of course, a lot of conspiracy theorists are saying that Disney knows things that um, we don't know, and that um, that maybe there's an, another COVID wave coming, and that they're going to start. Or we do know that the um, theater the uh, actor the theater actors guild is mm-hmm. had planned on going on strike this past monday is of course yeah. record us it's wednesday uh, october 20th there was a possible mm-hmm. strike it was averted because a deal was put um was put in place has not been uh, approved by either side of the uh, of the uh, picket line uh but a deal is in place just not yet voted or agreed upon uh, between yeah. the, the the actor the theater actors guild and houses or producers whatever yeah. studios and yeah. of course for those who don't know when it comes to unions if one union uh uh walks they all walk yeah. we saw yeah. that with the writers guild and the actors guild back in the 2000s uh i let i see I, I tee that up jr because not one not two not three not four not five six seven eight nine ten eleven disney slash Marvel Studios movies slash Lucasfilm movies have all yep. been moved significantly yep. on the slate. Let's break it down, JR. One of the yeah, most man. 
anticipated movies of phase four outside of Spider-Man No Way Home is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Previously set for a March 25th, 2022 release. It is now a May 6th. So it's going into yeah. that push that, back. It's going to that summer kickoff um, tent pole. Now, there are three tent poles that that more, that a lot of studios want. They want the Fourth of July weekend. Mm-hmm. They want op- well, They want opening weekend. Usually, it's a yeah. Memorial Day. In this case, it's it's uh, mid May. Kind of kicks off the summer blockbuster season. Yeah. In this case, it's early May, but typically it's a Memorial Day, Fourth of July, and actually, most recently, the quote holiday season or around Thanksgiving is also been a pretty good movie set season and. Warner Brothers, or sorry, Marvel Studios slash Disney has done quite well in those three spots, but um, they've also done a lot of Marvel, uh, a lot of comic book movies have done well in the February March spot, the aforementioned Deadpool on, uh, shoot, Valentine's Day back in like 2014. Yep. Uh, but no, um, March 25th was was Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. It's now been moved to May. Yep. Black Panther, which was yep. scheduled for the July release. Yep. Has now been moved to November, November. 11th. so no summer release. No, no uh, uh, other Le- than huh? Thor. Thor oh, I apologize. Thunder. I did miss Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah, which was scheduled Thor for the the, the the May sixth. Now it's moved to June, July eighth. So everything has yep. shifted. Yep, at least two months. Black Panther to November. The Untitled Indiana Jones five, which was scheduled for July 29th of next year, has been moved an entire year to yep. june that i actually saw coming yeah. that might not be entirely based on all this mess which we still yeah. don't know what it is uh to untitled disney live action previously stated for 7 14 2023 been removed right. the marvels yeah. moved from uh november of next year to february of 23 <sighs> that means we're only gonna get three marvel movies next year boring mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Ant Man the Wasp Quantum Mania, previously scheduled for, for February 17th, has been moved to July 28th, 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, three untitled Marvel movies, oh, sorry, two untitled Marvel movies have been removed from the schedule altogether. Uh, an untitled 20th Century Fox movie has been removed. From the schedule, these were all in 2023 in July, October, and I'm sorry, two in October, one in July of 2023, and an untitled Marvel movie previously slated slated for November of 2023 has now been uh, moved. uh, Actually, moved up a few days. Did I read that wrong, Jer? Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's right. You're right. It did move. It did move to to at least a couple days. Up days, or it moved, or did you mean to type 11 3 2024? It moved. Actually, it did move up. Oh, so it's okay. So interesting. So good yeah. news. We got it's coming seven days earlier. Um, yes. Yes. we still don't know what the hell it is. That's what I'm saying. Now, it has been long rumored that one of those three movies mm. was Blade. Yeah. We do know that Blade is in pre-production. <clears throat> uh, they have began casting. Um, so when I say pre-production, it's not like oh cool, they're going, they're going to sets, they're building the sets. No, they're early in pre-production but this movie is in production yeah blade is being made and yeah. it was supposed to be one of those three spots did blade get cut we don't know we'll no. keep an eye on that but your it, thoughts theories why the the scheduling 
it's was it a reaction crazy. to DC? I, I don't know. I don't think it's a reaction to DC. I think it's more so just a reaction to possibly like what is again, like we've been constantly saying throughout the past year, the pandemic has really revealed a lot of things to everybody. And I feel this is way more than just the DC type of thing. I feel like this is definitely there's a lot more bureaucracy going on in the sense of like, you know, what does it really mean to get a full set going? Is everyone vaccinated? Is everyone, you know, does is the place where they're going to be uh, they're going to be shooting mainly in Atlanta, Georgia, or even off off site or in different places? Uh, are what are the restrictions and guidelines for every city that you need to be in? I feel like a lot of this has to go is like is just preemptive in that sense because of just how tumultuous freaking you know blacks uh the black widow uh the black widow timeline was and how tumultuous even um shang chi was as well as even like just uh the the how they were still shooting still shooting actual uh, you know screen time and shots for the eternals i do feel that it is very much a reaction to just our current day and our current age more so than anything else and just well as the bureaucracy of like oh you know, <laughs> it, it's crazy being a company that knows that you you're there to make money, and there's just constantly more and more mouths to feed in the sense of like, oh, or people taking their shares away, in people taking their shares, and and you need to reconstitute your effort into going back to the movie theaters type of thing, because that was a, that's been a big thing for a, quite a while, and like we've been saying, the streaming gig is a quite a brand new thing the streaming for big movies for like tentpole movies uh, for uh, your major blockbuster releases this has never been seen in the in the history of, of film and movies of, of film and and for, well, just just the in just the movie business in general this has never been seen this type of a uh, uh, this type of shift in like going away from movie theaters now and going to like to live streaming so it's crazy because even after all that, even if they've been slated to to reaffirm their commitment to the big screen, they're still doing the whole thing. We're like, all right, cool. But after that, forty five days afterwards, they're going to be streaming on uh, on on the uh, Disney Plus. So again, I feel like that all these these uh, these um, restatements or not restatements, but uh, pushing back their their dates is a just a kind of a reaction to our new normal and like trying to figure out what the guidelines are and preempt for what's going on again i feel like some of these ones are going to be pushed back up because i feel like 2022 is going to be technically quote or no 2020 yeah 2022 is going to be technically quote unquote our year our first official year back into it'll be the first new le- year yeah yeah so this maybe new was, level of normalcy maybe it was Who overbloated knows? for a first year back yeah. um Going back and looking at the the agreement that was that was made over the weekend uh, yeah. was between the TV and the theatrical. When I say theatrical, I was I misunderstood. I was thinking it was the theater meeting, like like Broadway theater mm-hmm. actors. I was wrong. This is actual. This is movie actors yeah. and actor, actresses. Um, the um, the return to work agreement um, was. Uh, agreed uh, was was ratified or was I was agreed upon nothing's been ratified there's been extension set until halloween october 31st mm-hmm. and then they will uh they'll go for them so obviously there's negotiations ongoing but they've agreed that um 
they will return to work for the next couple of weeks uh, to work on whatever they have going. So this very still could be a response to a potential longstanding uh, collective bargaining agreement be, uh, between uh, the the studios and yeah. the TV and theatrical uh, um, Screen Actors Guild. Yeah, because this, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, dude. If if Marvel or big companies had their way, all this stuff would just be put on on streaming stuff because just they they see how lucrative streaming uh, streaming these movies are have been for yeah, them. Yeah, and, and, and which which is really unfortunate because as convenient as it was to sit at home and watch Black Widow. Albeit, yeah. I went and saw Black Widow in the theater yeah. uh, at the premiere in, in Los Angeles. Okay, had I not gone to that premiere, I was going to watch it for my living. Yeah, I was upset that Shang Chi was not going to Disney Plus because I was prepared to pay the thirty dollars and watch it at home. Yeah, um, if the Eternals did the same thing, I would have done the same thing. Now I got mm-hmm. up off my ass, I wore a mask, went to the theater, limited seating sat with my family and we watched Shang Chi and had a damn good time. Everyone had a good time. Even my kids who were on the fence, Marvel fans. Um, yeah, I think you're right, but I think Kevin Feige and I've listened to multiple interviews that he's done on podcasts and whatnot. And I know he's one of those guys that just says the right thing, but Kevin Feige, like a lot of people, even like Kevin Smith, the Kevin's, um, they really push, the necessity to go see these things in the theater. And I think he's, he's right. Now I saw black widow in the theater, the, the whole um, red room scene where it's falling from the sky. That was cool. Probably would have been really cool to see an IMAX. Yeah. Shang-Chi. Oh my God. Shang-Chi would have been badass. The whole yeah. side, the, 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 um, uh, the um, what do they call it? The, the, Oh, the scaffolding, roofing, the, the scaffolding, scaffolding yeah. fight scene that would have been cool. Yeah. So it needs to be seen. I know Eternals is going to have to be seen in the theater. Yeah, um, I, but yeah, it, as lucrative you're right, Jer. As lucrative as it is, and it's proven itself. The model's proven itself. I mean, even mm-hmm. Feige has to admit in the lawsuit to with 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 Scarlet that yeah. it, the model did work. Yeah, it's still movies. Have, and I've always said this: I don't go see every th- movie in the theater. There's two kinds of movies I'll go see in the theater. Number one, big blockbuster, blow some shit up kind of movies. I'm going mm. to go see in the theater because it needs to be seen on the big screen. And yeah. I will always support stuff that Kevin Smith does. Um, you got to get a new camera, dude. It's not this. I think it's just focusing. My camera is amazing, by the way. Sorry to. to That's right. It's, it wants to focus yeah, on Robert Pattinson. Yeah, basically. And I don't mind that. Uh, but yeah, we'll keep it on close eye on this. Of course, you could tune into our, our Facebook page, facebook.com. Uh, search out PS Comics. I love you, and we'll have more information. Just, yeah, just actually, just my just my last uh, my last idea on that. It's like this whole thing, the whole union and theater guild thing. Like, it's basically comes down to the fact that it's fucking over somebody, and that's not cool. Type of thing. That's not like granted, you know. The, the casual fan, the casual moviegoer or the casual person that like that doesn't like being big crowds anyway, they don't care about that stuff. But initially, when, when you boil down to it, you're fucking someone out of their job. Whether that be go to a movie, you know, that 15 to 20 year old kid that's just there for, you know, a side gig. That's not, not just them, but like the whole movie theater, like the whole movie theater, um, like just the movie theaters in general. Yeah. You know, you're, you're cutting out people 
from uh, you cutting out their jobs. You know, there's so many things, you know, even in COVID that closed down and movie theaters has been one of them like that. Oh, that was, that talking- was been one of the biggest hits. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The, the movie theater uh, industry has been drastically like cut down and granted. Yeah. People are saying, well, get with the times, get with the times. Like, do we want movie theaters, movie going to go, you know, that's something that's been in our country, right. Or, or been in the more our modern day, uh, modern day country for the last 100 or so years now to go up by the wayside just for more pleasant for convenience. You know, ease. Yeah. And so it, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely uh, something to be had where something that's been a part of movies, movie going for so long and have the, and the industry behind it is like, yeah, that's the reason why we're having, that's why the reason why people are having these conversations because they need to, they need to reinstate how important it is to go out and support people who not just work in movie theaters, but like just go out and support movies for the sake of movies. Because again, like I've been saying, if companies, if big companies had it their way, they would release everything on Disney plus because there's yeah. no middlemen. It's just yeah. putting into streaming. So, yeah. Um, I will say this. Mm-hmm. I've had my fair share of emotional moments when I've watched a movie at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I still get chill bumps watching the, uh, as they call it, the portal scene in, in Avengers Endgame. Oh. Um, emotional to the point where could have shed a tear or two. Um, all came in the theater. Yeah. 1997, sp- spring of 1997, going back when they re-released Say what you want about the end-to-end version of the movie. Going to the theater, seeing Star Wars A New Hope in a movie theater, getting to see the 20th century fanfare, hearing the drum, the, the, the drum roll, and then hearing John Williams' classic Star Wars main theme play in a big on a, on a surround sound on a big screen. I cried. It was because I never got to experience that. My, I was I, I was born in 1981, so I did not see the original in 77. I never saw Jedi, never saw Return in in the theater. Didn't see it until it came to VHS, and I still have them. Um, but getting to see Star Wars in the theater, the same goes. When when I saw Episode Seven, I did. I I welled up a little bit getting to see a movie I thought I'd never get to see. I got a little emotional with the prequels, yeah, but not like seen episode four and episode seven in the big screen um what now granted i could have gotten emotional anytime but going to the theater and i think i speak for jr going to see captain marvel in the theater and seeing the marvel studios logo with stan lee and lee mm-hmm. that was tough um yeah. the portal scene was a little emotional um, I think I was more geeked than I was emotional, but um, uh, when the fanfare, when the Marvel fanfare hit at the premiere of Black Widow with that crowd packed house at the El Capitan, that was like, oh, the, <laughs> we've yeah. waited a whole year for this. This is yeah, unbelievable. So, yeah. You wouldn't have had those moments at home. Yeah. Um, yeah, it it's basically our version of like it's a different type of like feeling for our version of like you know for not all nerds are big sports fans. No, can we agree that? 
But yeah. for those who are sports fans like you and I, when we go to games and our team is doing really fucking well, right? There's that type of encapsulating moment, right? E- even yeah, though my like, even though my Lakers fan, even though my Lakers lost just last night, but hey, it's the first game of the season. But Dodgers did, but Dodgers did win Game Three. That type of like, if we and if we envisioned that game lie, four. if we did, oh yeah, f- they get their ass kicked. Really? For how much? Nine to two. How? Okay, they gave up back to back home runs. Oh oh <laughs> it was bad. God. It was bad. Uh, we're not okay. gonna get it as sports, but it, <laughs> okay. it, but like, like Jr. said, is like it's, yeah. it's about emotion. It's about it's definitely type, that type of well up, welling up of like watching the drama unfold, and you're experiencing with other people. Granted, yeah, I I am one of those people that would like to you know watch my movies my movies in quiet, but there are certain points in the time where like. Ryan, when the, when the music swells and we're in that we're in that point where we're about to heat up, we're about to reach a certain pinnacle of the movie, and we all know it. The, the whole audience knows it, and we react in that certain way. It's magical. It's yeah. absolutely magical. And so that's one. That's one. The movie going experience is definitely one thing. But again, for me, like I keep on saying, like it, it's screwing out the you know the small the you know the uh, the, the not the little people, but like the ones behind the scenes. You know, you're talking about people who've put a lot in the movie industry, people who have worked the movie, the movies, uh, movie going experiences in the movie industry. Just like those those people, we had to we had to worry about those people as well because they are like everyone else. And so, yeah, that's just my last thought. My my last thoughts of it, man. Just, uh, we'll definitely see. I'm definitely gonna be gonna be gonna be supporting these movies 100 by yeah. going to movie theaters. So it's just <laughs> again, but like. I understand it's all personal stuff and stuff, but like these is the but this is the reason why these conversations are being had right now. Yeah. So. Let us know in the comments below. Are you going to go see the Eternals in theaters? Uh, what do you think on this <clears throat> whole uh, the, the <clears throat> scheduling getting pushed back? Um, is it have to do with the the strike? Does it have to do with COVID? Does it have to do with DC fandom? You let us know. Mm-hmm. Segway. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. To DC Fandom for the second consecutive year, DC Fandom mm-hmm. was a la- um, was a huge uh, kind of mini Comic Con just for Warner Brothers, uh, all online. It was streamed almost all day long on YouTube and and and, and I think on HBO Max and whatnot. So um, we had a lot of trailers, announcements, and so much to get to. Yeah, Let's man. get right into it. Uh, let's begin with. What else? Let's talk video games. And JR, this was a game that was announced, I believe, at DC last Fandom time. last year. Yep. This is Gotham Knights. This game looks sick. Yeah, it is going to be uh, awesome. It's uh, Gotham Knights Court of the Owls storyline, which some say might be the storyline for the Batman. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but this game is being released on PS4, PS5, all Xbox platforms, and the PC in 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, like you said, we showed some game uh, game trailer footage, I believe, last year. Um, this game, More along so. with Suicide Squad, looks fucking insane. Yeah, Warner Bros. The same. It's basically the same guys who made the Arkham Salem, uh, the Arkham Salem, uh, or Arkham games, right? So Rocksteady crew. Uh, they have uh, they have been really on their grind type of thing. They are also making Suicide Squad as well. 
Uh, and it looks oh, good, it looks man. Hilarious. It looks freaking amazing, man. The game you're gonna be, you're of course, uh, you're not Batman, but you are going to be playing Tim Drake. I no, actually, I didn't see Tim. I didn't see Tim in this one. I saw, I saw um, Nightwing. I saw Red Hood. I saw da- I think it's Damien and not Tim because Tim actually has, uh, Tim has, uh, he's has a bald head in 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 this type of like storyline the 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 video games right he's bald while damien in this one has his hair still and you and of course we see barbara too now of course damien wayne is the 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 son yep of bruce wayne and talia al ghul talia al ghul i couldn't yeah. remember it was rajah ghul's daughter yeah um and people go like oh it's catwoman and, and bruce wayne i don't think catwoman and and and, and bruce wayne ever consummated their oh, failed no. marriage not in not in not in the current reality, not in Earth Prime, oh. supposedly. But Helena, uh, the, you, the Huntress, Helena Bernelli. Oh, okay. Right? She's actually in a different universe. She's actually Helena Wayne. So oh, that's gotcha, actually gotcha. the child of both Selena and and Bruce and, and Bruce. And she is actually gonna. She is currently Batwoman, Helena Wayne in Batman Catwoman. I think the current run that's going on right now. Oh, that's, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I, I see it's there. Yeah. Uh, so this looks pretty cool. Uh, speaking of Batgirl, uh, Batgirl Spotlight revealed that singer-actress Leslie Grace has been casted to play Barbara Gordon in an upcoming live-action film. The directors will be... Uh, what is it? Uh, Adele L.R.B. and Bilal Fala. Uh, so Thank you. these guys are... Yeah, these guys are Belgian-based uh, directors. Um, I did see their discography or their, uh, their filmography. filmography. Interesting choices. I will say they did uh, they, their most recent film they made is uh, Bad Boys Forever. <laughs> hey, you know what? Um, yeah. I, Marvel has made a career. <clears throat> okay, for example. Yeah. They put the fate of, the, of, a, ma- of a major Marvel tentpole in Captain America 2 in the hands of guys who directed the show Curb Your Enthusiasm being the Russos. Oh, Russos, the first movie was right. Winter Soldier. The Russos' right. first thinking... movie was Winter yeah. Soldier, yeah. which got them um, uh, Cap Everything. 3, which <laughs> yeah. got them and Joss Whedon being Joss Whedon, got them Avengers 3 and 4. Um, yeah. And well, I'm telling you right now we're getting freaking Secret Wars. Yeah, um, it's gonna happen. To I'm be. willing to bet money we're getting Secret Wars, some yeah. form of fashion. Um, yeah, but I, I, yeah, I just got, I just gotta say that it's an interesting choice per se. I've never seen old, Bad Boys either. It's the, the fourth one. So. Bad Boys, yeah. Or was so it third it, one or third one? Third one. Third one. Yeah, the last, the last one, basically. One. Yeah, it's just interesting to see that because um, I don't know, it's just interesting choice per se. I, again, you know, we'll. We're gonna put a pin on it, see what's going. Leslie Grace, though, has been casted. She is actually she was actually in the running. I think there was four other three other actresses. Um yeah. Isabella Mersh was supposed to be in it. Another um another actress, I forgot her name. I'm gonna check it up right now. But like basically, uh can't can't cut I forgot Dove Cameron. Yeah, Dove Cameron, I think Dove was Cameron, in the running yeah, yeah. as well. And uh, I think another actress where it was interesting. Uh, now again, I, there's gonna be quote unquote controversy behind it because yes, Barbara Barbara Gordon is white, right? And you can and canon and the actress who's playing her is is Dominican, 
some people were some, there's gonna be individuals that say she's black. No, she's actually Dominican <clears throat> from but, New York, from the Bronx. But yeah. Okay, this is obviously we don't know what universe this Batgirl is gonna play because we know mm-hmm. now that there is multiple universes going on in the DC extended universe. Yeah, we will talk about that later too. Okay, but let's bring this up. Yeah. Okay, Leslie Grace is for all intents, she's she's half Dominican, so yeah. darker skinned, yeah. uh, young lady. Yeah. Okay. Who's playing Commissioner Gordon in? Yeah. The Batman. That's true. Black man who is yeah. a lighter skinned black man, Jeffrey Wright, fabulous actor. Yep. I have absolutely, abs- and we'll get to this. I have no problem with him playing James Ford. Oh, I love him. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm, this is one of those situations where it works canon, it works canonically. Um, and we can have this discussion because we know a lot of people with, are having the same discussion about how in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, after seeing Loki, uh, we know that uh, Kang, the Conqueror, is being portrayed by a black man. Yeah. Of course, in the comic books, Kang the Conqueror is, spoiler alert, Reed Richards' son somehow. Father, son, yeah. But, son, father. But father, it's, it's freaking very James it, Cameron Terminator. Ancestors. Yeah, ancestors is weird. It's weird. So, so yeah. they're related. Yeah. Blood. They're not adopted. Blood. Reed Richards and Kang the Conqueror are directly related. And for... Since the beginning of time, Reed Richards has been a white man in the comic books. So people are going with the uh, and I something uh, Jonathan Majors playing uh, Kang. Okay, does yeah. that mean that Reed Richards is going to be a black man? Doesn't necessarily have to because of the multiverse and and just yeah. freaking things. But as long as it's it it, it works. Yeah, as long as it makes sense. It's it's definitely one of those things where it's like we have to see everything play out specifically with dc and granted yes dc does have a lot of the uh, older fans right yeah uh, within quotations where they've yeah it, comics in general have a lot have like historically white fans yeah right and so it's harder uh we're gonna we're all gonna have roads to glasses in a certain sense and we want our babs to be white a white redhead girl i think current run she has red hair and yeah, and she and she is gonna be with Dick Grace and all that stuff, right? But again, we're gonna see this version of it. <clears throat> people hated the fact that a that a um, people still kind of hate the fact that a twinkly vampire that sparkles in the moon that sparkles in a uh, sparkles in the moon uh, in sunlight is playing this man right here, and I'm pointing to my background of Batman. And he has definitely changed some people's opinions about it. The same way how uh, I remember uh, the same way that people once hated. Uh, I forgot his name, man. The actual actor who uh, he, some oh, some people have hated Heath Ledger for originally being cast as a Joker. So, again, I'm willing to let I'm willing to let people exceed my expectations of them. Listen, guys, the Internet was created for research porn and bitching about comic book movies (laughs) but kevin smith said it best yeah if you keep bitching about comic book movies guess what they're going to do they're going to stop 
making comic book movies. And he said it best at New York Comic Con about four or five years ago. He says, I don't care if it's a gigantic pile of dog shit. I'm going to go see it because someone worked their ass off to yeah. make it. Mm-hmm. And I'll never know that it's a gigantic pile of dog shit until I see it. Case in point, I'm going to say something very controversial here. Sure. I liked Venom, the first one. And mm-hmm. I had no desire to go see it because everyone told me it looked like shit. And it was actually kind of funny. And I am by no stretch of the imagination a, uh, what's his name, James Hart? What's his, what's the, the actor's name? John Hardy? James Hardy? Oh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Tom him. Hardy. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Yeah. Not a fan. I liked him as Bane, but yeah. he really mm-hmm. didn't have to act. Um, yeah. But I, nonetheless, we can it. chase that that rabbit. Yeah. So actually going back to Batgirl, actually the the other three actresses were was Zoe Dutch, not not Doug Cameron. <laughs> Zoe Dutch, Haley Lou Richardson, and Isabel Merst. All great they, choices, by the way. Yeah. And two of them, uh, and two of the uh, of the actors, of course, are presumably white. Or presumably Caucasian, well, and Dove so we Cameron's just see Hillary Richardson. White. <laughs> yeah, very much white. Uh, but, but she's up for another role. Dove Cameron's up for something. Yeah. She was in the Marvel universe more than more of the TV universe. But yeah, so. I'm hoping they I'm hoping they bring her back too. Because again, if you're looking for younger for for the younger actors and actresses to take on, you know these long-standing roles in the MCU, I'm looking for that Dove Cameron. I'm looking for that. Hell, even Isabella Merce, which she looks she she looks great. She looks. She has a. She has a beautiful face. Uh, I'm pretty sure she can fit somebody in the in the MCU or even or even in the um, uh, the DCEU. Uh, she. The only thing I remember her from is is funny enough. Uh, I remember. I think we did a commercial or we did a a, a podcast for. I think. Um. What's that one? What's that one? The Nickelodeon. That one Nickelodeon show where it had uh, it had that little girl. Uh, Dora the Explorer. She she was the live action version of Dora the Explorer. I'm like, okay, they made one that. And I saw the actress, like, oh, okay. So they're getting somewhat a younger version. And then now she's about thinking her 20s now. And dude, she's right in there with Haley Seinfeld for me. So I'm like, yo, get these young kids. She could have played Kamala Khan. She looks she looks good too. Yeah. So like um get get all these you know young up up and coming actors and actresses to further that people are into now, that young kids are into now to kind of see where can they push to push both dceu and uh and mcu so yeah isabel mercer zoe dutch Haley lou richardson she looks really good too i feel i i can see her playing um let me see when i saw pictures of her i could see her playing anywhere between like either a magic if they if they recast magic in mcu Ooh, i hope not I, I hope so either because i love her i love uh i love the actress who plays her um, but yeah. like she's been getting some really great acclaim too lately too yeah uh or also, I think who else in DCEU? She can see, I can see her playing. Um, if they recast Star Girl, and even though Star Girl has its own actress right now, if they recast Star Girl, which I th- they might do in order to you know bring her to a bigger movie, Star Girl is, is being portrayed in the Arrowverse. Yeah, in the Arrowverse, and she has actually her own her own uh, TV show. But then that's like in it's online. It's like in the streaming <laughs> platform as well. And so again, yeah, I think it's on HBO Max. So. Yeah. So again, like it's it's weird when they when people bring up the Arrowverse when it comes to the overall entanglement with the DCEU because uh, like it, it's been this weird thing with Warner Bros where they're not really paying attention to to the Arrowverse and 
I guess, understandably so. It's not necessarily. It doesn't have James. It doesn't have Zack Snyder's quote unquote touch on it before when it was James Snyder's universe before. But other than that, that was really cool. Going down a little bit further, Peacemaker. Uh, they, oh they, my god! <laughs> they, they released the Peacemaker teaser trailer for that one, starring John Cena. That's gonna that's set to release in January thirteenth, twenty twenty two. How do you feel about that, my dude? I will have to say that. John Cena is a uh-huh. a unique human being. Yeah, right? And I've watched John for damn near 22 years on, te- on television of some sort. Whether it be when he was wrestling for UPW in Los Angeles, when he mm. wrestled in OVW as a developmental for the World Wrestling Federation, when he got called up to the main roster went from being the prototype to playing himself, playing John Cena on SmackDown to being the face of Monday night raw, yada, 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 doing movies. um, uh, Like the Marine 12 rounds, the Marine, uh, you know, to being on the reality show with the, the Bellas and and whatnot and and going through and seeing all the drama of him, the way he was, and then you see him play this character, the peacemaker, <laughs> and you see him show up to the Suicide Squad premiere in full costume. He's a nut. Dude, he is, like, it, he's a lunatic, and I, I love mean, it. Yeah, he's a. You know, I gotta say, like, I never. I, uh, I should pay more attention to John Cena when he was in the midst of like, uh, like PG. WWE Grant, yeah, no, like I, I didn't, I stopped tuning in to WWE the second you went PG, and I, I get it, you know, you're in USA, you're in new network, and you want to, you know, reveal more, be, be seen more by the kids, and you know, you had John Cena as the face of it, and that was cute for its time. Now, when I look back at it, but like overall, seeing some of his, some of his genuine work, man, it's him being a fan of everything from music to like, he's a BTS fan. BTS, of course, the biggest the biggest band right now in the world, the Korean K-pop band. Uh, he's a fan of them, and he's. I feel like he's at the time right now of his life. He's like, yeah, let's let him, just let him do movies. He's funny, hella quirky. He, <clears throat> I think he can just act. To mm-hmm. be honest with you, I feel like he's a. As much as I got love for Rock, and he's gonna, always gonna be my hero, I feel like John Cena is a better actor than The Rock. It's crazy to say because I feel like the 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 uh, the range of emotion that John Cena can display, which I, which I do feel it came from his rapping background. Funny enough. Yeah. I, I feel like he's a better actor. I will say this. John Cena, mm-hmm. maybe a better actor. The rock. Better you can't even I, touch it with a yeah. freaking million Easily. foot stick. He is a bigger, yeah. he is the bigger star. Absolutely. He's been like that since, the, from since day one. Yeah. And by the way, you guys, if it's, it's, it's worth it for so many different reasons but the peacock network you get all the old wwe stuff the wwe network is now on peacock mm-hmm. i love going back and watching old late 90s early 2000s dickish heel rock oh god he yes. was so good i oh, mean just god. an asshole yeah and i he could never go back there even mm. if he tried it's not the same, no. but it's so much fun to go back and watch his 
personality grow. Yeah. And I just, I love watching some of his old promos. Um, I, I, yeah. I do feel like just get on this small tangent for a little bit of the rock. I do feel like the change came from the rock when he understood that he's a bigger brand. Now the brand of the rock outgrew his personality, which, which switched sad to me because I dude, some of his promos early 2000s to 2005, man, going onwards. Like, no, actually, um, when did he officially leave WWE to do for like the seven first years. movie that he did was the Scorpion King, and I believe yeah. that was around 1990-something. No, no, it was in the 2000s. I want to okay. say it was like 01 or 02. Yeah, and then he, um, he because he was he, still very much involved he was wrestling. in yeah. wrestling in 2001. Yeah, yeah, and so like I know that he, it took a span of like quite a couple of years, but like, and also there was that time when he came back after after still being like a Hollywood star, and he was he kind of he kind of came back to that Dickish Rock. But I like bit, it, yeah. it was yeah it was sad to me when when he was doing when he was shooting promos with um when he was still there um what's his name pipe bomb oh CM Punk when CM Punk yeah when CM Punk was still there and they were just shooting off promos together I'm like damn those two could make magic if if the Rock from the early two thousands Rock quick witted young vibrant off the cuff Rock was back there. He would hit back with fire. He's like that fire shot of like when when CM Punk said you, you try to punch but you can't outbox God. I'm like, damn, <laughs> that type of stuff was some freaking crazy stuff. But like, yeah, like, dude, yeah, Rock back then, off the cuff Rock when he wasn't when he was himself and not the brand of the Rock. I feel like was a much better. Oh yeah, was much better off the cuff type of thing. Was was better off the you know, his mic skills were, were second to none at the time. Oh. Now. Him being older, and I feel like he as Hollywood has gotten has gotten into his his uh, his psychology a little bit more now. Has to present himself a certain way. Yeah, you don't see that much now, and that's why I feel like John Cena is a better actor than him because it's it feels very uniformic. I feel like you see Rock in every movie. You don't see you don't see the character he plays. You just see Rock. So that's just my thought process. Too. Maybe we'll put that as the Spotify uh, poll question: Who's the better actor, Dwayne the Rock Johnson or? John Cena. Uh, Peacemaker, the trailer looks weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. To say the least. Um, of course it does. He, he gets hugged by a bald eagle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if I can remember, I'll put the trailer on our Facebook page, but I go out it. there and search it out on, on, on YouTube. And um, it looks funny. It drops on HBO Max January 13th. It comes from the yeah. producer of the Suicide Squad, James Gunn. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, we get to find out what happens to John to, to Peacemaker yeah. after the events of Suicide Squad? Yeah. Now, actually, um, uh, just, just to just to follow it up, he's on, even though I know it's on the notes, particularly I know it's further down the notes. Just to follow it up, though, Black Adam, The Rock, the uh, uh, to talk about The Rock, he actually had a trailer. Out. He had actually had his first official looking teaser trailer out uh, during Fandom. Black Adam, uh, starting. The Rock, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson releases in theater, uh, in theaters 729-2022. I gotta say, that looked good. It looked pretty cool. It's it gonna be a dark, ver- an even darker version of Shazam. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, they didn't give us a lot because they are still, I think they just wrapped actually. Yeah. Um, and like, like JR said, we are getting a July 2022 release of this movie again. 
Um, and I think that was a tent pole that was already given that the Warner Brothers put in the ground. But again, yeah. this could be why Marvel decided to shake things up. Maybe they saw a light uh, spring season. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Again, that's a whole different discussion that we, we talked about earlier. Yeah. Uh, but a um, the uh, another going back to the small screen real quick. Yeah. Uh, there was a spotlight put on something you're looking forward to, and that would be Neil Gaiman's The Sandman. Mm-hmm. Um, it was revealed that uh, Gwendol and Chris, uh, Christie will be playing sure. Lucifer Morningstar, of course, mm-hmm. a the devil female version of the fame of the famed uh, Lucifer character. Yeah. Um, in a in, in two, yeah. I'm sorry. In a, two early set pictures, one developed uh, depicting devil wings with the captions "Never play games with Lucifer," and one that revealed a light bringer. What, I'm sorry, him revealed himself. the light bringer. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. You got it right. You got it right. Um. So uh, this show, of course, is going to be on um, Netflix. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that there's a lot of people that were hoping for some continuity. Is this show going to be because the Lucifer um, TV show that we, we have now, the, the quote CW Lucifer, which I know actually the last two seasons have been on Netflix. Yep. Um, but this Lucifer technically exists in the the quote-unquote arrowverse yeah. which technically because of um crisis crisis on infinite earths yeah. um does exist in the dceu yeah. but uh no this is uh this will be interesting I'll, I'll be curious as to where the sandman uh lines up um yeah. with uh with the overall dc universe which is quite interesting because like we've said before the lucifer from uh from the arrowverse is the actual uh in when you when you put down a continuity of comics right is the actual lucifer from the the from the salmon series where yeah uh where morningstar basically says you know what i'm kind of done i don't want to be a, i don't want to be a chess piece in my father's game so he takes himself off the board quote unquote technically and buys a bar in la and becomes the owner of a bar very much like the Lucifer storyline, or like, like very much like the Lucifer, you know, TV show. Now, <clears throat> um, I saw the pictures, man, and I gotta say, Gwendolyn Christie is gonna have a hard time convincing me that she's the most beautiful being in, in all existence. It's, she's gonna I have a hard time. Wrong. Gwendolyn Christie can; uh, she has her moments where she's yeah. She's don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that she's not woman, beautiful. But it's just I'm it's, not. Yeah, I, I'm not yeah. saying that she's not beautiful at all. I'm just saying that like. The picture that they displayed of her wasn't necessarily very flattering in my sense, because like I'm my reference points, of course, is the original is the the original um, Sandman series, as well as Lucifer series, where they, you know, use again uh, what's, uh, David Bowie as a reference of being the most beautiful being in all existence, a very androgynous character that can be either male, masculine or feminine. Yeah. And, and so, again, that that was my reference point again. I'm I'm more than happy to be uh, to be convinced otherwise, and I'm just gonna say that yeah, it's probably just a very I don't know the the picture that I saw just was kind of frumpy in my sense, right? I don't think the the hair she had blonde hair, but like very frumpy blonde hair. Yeah, it like it looked like a wig. It definitely looked like a wig, and like it wasn't necessarily the greatest picture. Although I did love the devil wings, the devil wings that they showed with that with that tagline "Never play game with the devil" was really freaking cool. 
I'm just super excited for the TV show. I it's been a long freaking time coming. I just hope they do it right and not rush it, which I feel like they might do. But again, I would, you know, I'm again, I've been saying since day one, I am more than okay being proven wrong <laughs> in this yeah, sense. Yeah. Super, super excited for the show though. Uh, so yeah, the Sandman, no release date on, um, not so far, not so far for Netflix, Mm-mm. the final season of Supergirl had a panel and a trailer. Uh, you can yeah, check that on, online. Um, no word on what they're going to do with the character beyond. Uh, I think it's just, I think the Arrowverse yeah. is kind of just coming to a yeah. close, which, which um, sucks, because, which sucks because I do feel that Melissa Benoist was probably the best version of Supergirl. Absolutely. I thought that she yeah. was pretty good. Um, she always kind of reminded me of yeah. um, a little bit of uh, like the, the J. Scott Campbell version of the of the Supergirl. Um, yeah. Maybe not. I mean, yeah, I'd say Campbell or like an Adam Hughes style yeah. of, of Supergirl. Yeah, um, which is. Yeah, I feel like you know if if the series was done better, per se, we've talked about before the the inconsistencies of trying to leverage social commentary into a storyline, and like how that just it it feels you know like before we said before that you know the monster of the week type of thing, yeah, with a lot of older shows, with Supergirl it's very much issue of the week. It's it's it's. we can chase this rabbit again. And we did it. You check, yeah. check out last week's episode. Um, yeah. JR hits it right on the head. It's a CW show. It's, it's all about drama. And, and I understand that what makes comic books comic books is you give these characters real life problems. Yeah. A la a, a Peter Parker who, you know, he had to do his homework and he had to deal with zits and, and on top yeah. of being Spider-Man. So um, I, yeah. I, I, I get uh, yeah. that you have to do, real life stuff intermixed but i just it, it was it was for me my biggest complaint with it right like you're showing that you're showing this very capable very strong young woman right and she is absolutely Can, canonically she's hella freaking strong she's she's hella she's like i think the fourth or fifth strongest being in the existence of the earth in dc and that's saying something right you have one woman you have superman you have a green lantern you have all these individuals and she's freaking up there yeah, but what they've done with her in in the series for me is that she's taking on social issues, which is great. But at the same time, for me, for me, it feels like her value is only to her relationships of with other men. Yeah, what does that mean? Is it? It's sad. <laughs> it's sad how they depicted her in the film because it feels like she's only valuable, or she her value is only questioned by other men. No, no, it's gonna sound freaking weird now, but like her relationships in the freaking show are horrible and trash. And it feels like that that is where her that's how she values herself in other relationships. And they never freaking really they did they have never really um worked that shit out. Fleshed out, yeah. Yeah, fleshed it out or anything like that. It's 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 horrible and terrible, and I'm I'm sad that they depict her that way because she's obviously much more than that, but that's how, so, that's what we got. Supergirl will make its return. I think what next year or uh, I think it's going to be the end of this year. Or end of this actually, year on yeah. CW. It'll be the final yep. season. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, we did see, um, like Jr. mentioned, we got to see uh, the first few minutes or a small scene from Black Adam. Um, so not really a trailer, 
Um, mm-hmm. We get to see behind the scenes look at Aquaman and yeah, man. and Shazam: Fury of the Gods. So and yep. some storyboards and stuff. Didn't get a whole lot. A little talk with Zachary Levi for Shazam. A little bit of talk with Jason Momoa for Aquaman. Both mm-hmm. look massive scale uh, upgrades Good. to their yeah. predecessor, Aquaman, and the Lost Kingdom. Uh, stars Jason Momoa, and there is no firm release date yet yep. for that movie. Uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods, uh, starring Zachary Levi, with a possible cameo from Dwayne the Rock Johnson as yeah. Black Adam, with a release date of sometime in 2023. And that movie, yep. again, also in production. Yeah, I, uh, I did. I did forget to add that actually, a lot of the old stars or a lot of the old cast members in in Aquaman are coming back. Yes, so I was surprised uh, quite yeah, how many so, were coming back. Yeah, so I'm actually happy about that because Grant and Sally, even though there was a big ass freaking like battle royale war at the end of Aquaman, his brother's still coming back. Orm yeah. still coming back. Um, I forget his name. Black. Uh, Black. Uh, Black Mantis. Black Mantis coming back. Uh, we Black Manta. I'm sorry, Ma- Black Manta. Black Manta. Black Manta. Yeah. Uh, we saw one quick. When well, we seen one scene of a uh, of Amber Heard. Don't know how that's gonna go. Did uh, she again? She, she drowns. Her, I don't know. We've only seen one to pick one depiction of her. One one scene of her. But like, and we had she had no talking points or anything. So yeah, Amber Heard, the individual, is some is controversial to say the least and definitely definitely a uh a opportunist i will say yeah but the character that she plays mara i hope i hope they do her justice i hope if she, if they recast her great uh i, I just yeah, feel yeah. like mara is very pivotal to the story of aquaman and should be told because good god man we we need her we need marriage the the strength of mara is insane yeah. is absolutely insane so we need her back Going on we to further that. Preferred to been, uh, real quick, as we wrap things up towards the end to our two yep. main events of this wrap down of DC Fandom, one mm-hmm. last bit of video game news. The aforementioned Suicide Squad game, which looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League uh, will be released uh, sometime in 2022 on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, the entire Xbox series consoles, and PC sometime next year. And again, yep. Uh, go back to the archives. I believe it's either DC Fandom or uh, or alone. Um, maybe it was E3. I don't. I'll find it. Maybe I'll put it in a, in a link below, or I'll post it on our Facebook page, um, where we actually, um, for fear of uh, someone killing us, we did actually <laughs> really uh, show some video clips in our YouTube version of our show. Uh, yeah. so if you want to go back and check out some of the footage from. Um, from uh, that episode you can do so it's somewhere mm-hmm. in our archives check it yeah. out uh but it, the game looks insane the, tr- the trailer we it's saw great. last year was hilarious it's really good and yeah. um highly recommend it yeah brings us to the last two trailers probably two mm-hmm. of the most anticipated to the biggest trailers to come out of the dceu first and foremost we thought it we had it had a bunch of different names we referred to it here as uh, Flashpoint, we know now it's just DC DC Films presents The Flash. Um, oh. It stars uh, Ezra Miller as a TBA release date. It is still in production. 
Mm-hmm. But right off the bat, no pun intended, we hear a very familiar voice narrating this teaser trailer. Yep. And it is none other than the one, the only, the original theatrical Bruce Wayne. Yep. And that is one Michael Keaton uh, kind of giving us a narration as if he were talking <clears throat> to Barry Allen as to why he's jumping to, to point because basically Bruce Wayne's monologue, or at least we assume mm-hmm. it's Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne is monologuing or talking to Ezra Miller's Barry Allen about going into different universes, going into different timelines. We know now that the flash who is in full flash regalia. I mean, he is full tilt flash yeah. right from the comic books. The Barry costume looks yep. fucking sick. Yeah. Um, they're doing flashpoint. He yeah. can use his super speed to jump through space, time, and universe. And he ends up at the beginning of this trailer. You see them go out in front of what looks to be Wayne Manor circa 1989. Not back in 19, but I'm saying the 89 Batman's Wayne Manor. Um, we see some interaction with other characters. We again, we mentioned we see him create his costume. Um, there's moments where it's teased that he is in a bat cave. Now, go back to 1989, JR, to yeah. the, 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 the Tim Burton Batman. The bat cave as we know it was a very cavernous cave. I yep. mean, it's a huge, like almost like uh, it was bats. <laughs> like it was a like it was built in the in the the bottom of a of a volcano. Um yep. someone pointed this out to me. Never, at least for my for my remembrance, never in any of the Michael Keaton Batmans, Batman and Batman Returns, was yep. there a visible waterfall in the Batcave in the Tim Burton Batman. I can't recall either, actually. No. But there is one Batcave that does have a waterfall in it. Delcomer? Delcomer's back? No. The Nolan verse. Oh, that's right. Christian Bale's Batcave did have a waterfall in it. And of course, the final scene in Batman Arms Right in the Dark Knight Returns, or the I'm sorry, the Dark Knight Rises, uh, you see um uh, what's his name? Um, I can't think of the actor's name. I forgot, yeah. But you see him go in and he finds the Batcave, and we assume he becomes Nightwing or Batman. Something um, Gordon Levitt, yeah. Joseph Gordon Levitt, who plays um not Tim Drake, Mm-mm. but it's like it was an amalgamation Somebody. of two different characters. Yeah. Um, and of course he goes, Oh, you should go by your, your real name. Oh, Robin. Um, and it's insinuated at the end of this of, of the Nolan verse that, that Joseph Golden Love was going to take up the mantle of either playing Batman or playing Nightwing. Mm-hmm. Um, that was never completely flushed out. But it's been said in this movie we could get two, if not three, Batmans in this movie. We know for a yeah. fact we're getting Michael Keaton because the, the hold on. Sorry, but that looks to me like the Michael Keaton cow. Okay. It is also said that uh, Ben Affleck's Batman from the Absolutely. Justice League and Batman v Superman 
also will be re, will be being uh, will return, and it will be. It's not just oh Ben Affleck playing Batman. It's his Batman. It is the BVS Justice League Batman played by uh, by um, by Ben Affleck. And it's also said that there's been a possibility that Christian Bale, before flying to Australia to film um, Thor, to film Thor, mm-hmm. or right now because Thor is actually wrapped and Flash is still in production, that Christian Bale, who is in shape to play a superhero, um, could come back and play a grizzled version of the Dark Knight uh, from the Nolan verse. Um, and remember, it was Christopher Nolan who co-produced Man of Steel that kicked off the DCEU. So it has always been yep. a possibility that Christian Bale's Batman inevitably was going to reveal himself in this, this extended universe. And it's even said that Ben Affleck's version of Batman is the older version of Christian Bale's Batman. Yeah. So there's a whole kinds of fan theories, but nonetheless, we see a lot of the flash trailer kind of geared towards Gotham city, Batman, Michael Keaton, including Which, the, of course, including this final scene Yeah, where he, the paint camera pans up and you see the cow. When you saw this JR, what'd you think? That was good. Uh, well, now it just kind of reference back as well. We, we were, we're now also seeing possibly two to three more Batman, but we at least see two, another flash in the, mm. In the trailer as well. In we the trailer, see, that's do, right. We do see another Flash, and we do see the newer Supergirl. Now, again, which version of Supergirl is this? Is it you know the new iteration of of Kara Danvers Supergirl, or or um, Kara or Kara Zor-El, or is it possibly the daughter of uh, of uh, the in- the Injustice daughter of Superman, where it's Lois Lane and and Cal, uh, Clark Kent. Because uh, the depiction of who she of who Supergirl looks like in the trailer, and we of course we've seen you know covers of her before, and we know the actress's name. I sadly enough, her name escapes me at the moment. She looks she resembles very much like the Injustice League Supergirl, you know, Sasha, in the comics. Ka- Sasha Kale, Sasha Kale, Sasha Kale, yeah, Sasha Kale. So like, she looks very much, and not only that, but her uniform, or if you've seen other set photos, you see her actual like uh, her actual outfit. It very much is second resemblance to the Injustice League, the, the Injustice version of the Supergirl. So again, which like how far are we going in this type of multiverse? Because obviously all the all the freaking Dorian picks are being kicked in, and it's cool to see. Yes, it's cool to see Michael Keaton. It's definitely gonna be Michael Keaton. I want us to know who else is gonna be in this iteration of it. And to totally be honest with you, I'm happy with it. And <laughs> it's funny that you brought up. Uh, the uh, the flash shoot earlier because there has been this weird like debacle quote unquote online by a lot of the Snyderverse fans of like oh no his his suit is horrible like homie the suit in the the suit in in the Justice League and what he's really shown was honest for me it looked like trash all these all this crackle design of Mecca's like a very mechanical suit it's like you're doing too much. This one looks very much, much a lot more, uh, a lot more reminiscent to Barry Allen. Uh, it's a Barry Allen comic book flash, the fastest man in the world, <clears throat> and it looks more comic accurate. I've always been one of comic accuracy, and it looks good. 
It looks it should good. be also I, noticed that not only is Ben Affleck being coming back to play the BVS Justice League mm-hmm. <clears throat> Batman, but is also, of course, the Tim Burton Batman. Michael Keaton is coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also see that Tamira Morrison is coming back to play Tom Curry, the father of Arthur Curry, a.k.a. Good. Aquaman. Good. And yes, the Aquaman. And like JR mentioned, there is not one, but at least two flashes in this movie. And guess Play. what? They're both played by Ezra Miller. Mm-hmm. So he is playing not only Prime Flash, but he is also playing Another the Flash. Uh, uh, the uh, Flash. And no, it's not reverse Flash. I know that some people are saying like what no. it is, but they're both wearing a red costume. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the, the, the alt reality flash which has the longer hair and you see him if you've seen the trailer it's there's a quick glimpse of the alt reality flash but you see him at the end of the trailer where it is revealed almost that the classic 1989 tim burton slash michael keaton batmobile is also coming back some boat some say it is the best iteration of the batmobile since the nineteen, uh, the the nineteen sixty seven or the sixty six Batmobile, um, but uh, yeah, at the very end, he reveal he pulls the sheet over, and of course, you see the the silhouette or the kind of the 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 form of the of this sheet over whatever's underneath it is. It's the Batmobile, yeah. Um, and the alt reality uh, or the the alternate universe uh, Flash pulls the sheet. It goes to black. Says in production, and you hear him say, "Holy sh!" and it leaves out shit yeah. um i will say yes the looking at the costume um for supergirl it is a uh, very um it's not your it's not your typical supergirl costume it is a full full body i think it's a full body suit it does have the cape yeah. i believe but you see the costume yeah. goes all the way up to her neck very similar to that of um uh jor-el what's what's cal what's superman's dad's name Jor-El. Jor-El's very similar to Jor-El's costume on on uh, on Krypton, where it was very, mm-hmm. I mean, very all the way up the neck, doesn't show any skin. Um, the S on the chest of Supergirl is the very much the DCEU S. It's it's the same kind of it's this is the symbol of my people for peace. Um, yeah. it's it's that S, but uh, it's I got no problem with it. Um, no, looks pretty good. cool. Going through some of the set okay. photos of this, um, like I said, we're, we're seeing the flash uh, with the costume kind of light up, which was kind of cool. Um, and like I said, we see him in a cave. Is what is the significance of of this of this um, this cave? Is it? Um, we do see too that there is a, a a bloody battery. What looks to be a bat cowl on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, that final scene with 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 uh, Batman, uh, is, uh, the, what seems to be the um, uh, Michael Keaton cowl, which is of course yeah. the one behind me, and of course yeah. the inevitable the the Batmobile. Um, Crazy! I'm just really too. curious to see yeah. what that cave is. That's really going to bug me. Well, the, the crazy thing too is that we we actually forgot about this. I don't I don't remember. I don't know if I remember if if uh, fans actually remember this is that during this too, one of the bigger, one of the bigger storylines of this is that they find the button in that cave. Yes, that's right. And of course, a bloody uh, button, a bloody button. So we do know that there, there's a possibility of this storyline, this 
movie will um, uh, take from the um, the button uh, storyline, which was back crossover in like, event. crossover event, which was like 2017, 17, yeah, uh, Flash Batman crossover. Mm-hmm. Uh, some cool vent- uh, ventricular um, lenticular covers um, yep. that were that was one of the first books I got. Like I was like, oh, I got to get my hands on that because they were such hot sellers. And that's when I really first really went went. Wow, these books! People want thirty dollars for these books. And I remember I got my hands on. I have all four books: the two Flashes yep. and the two Batman's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, at one point, I think the the flat one of the Flash books was going for like thirty, yeah, and the going, Batman book was going for like yeah. fifty or something like that. Yeah, it was it was going super high. And but like, yeah, to to reference back to the movie, there's that storyline coming into place because <clears throat> again multiverses flash and so uh for those who don't remember in that cave we will probably see a version of the button and it will probably ref it will most likely hopefully reference back to uh back to dr manhattan and back to um uh the other the horrible snyder film what was it called batman versus superman just no, no 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 uh, the the one that is that does that does feature dr manhattan that does feature is it's his comic book movie before dc Oh, uh, the the Watchmen, the Watchmen. Yeah, which will hopefully reference the Watchmen. Don't know if it's going to be the Zack Snyder's Watchmen, but if it if it's anywhere near any semblance of like comic book references or comic book accurate Watchmen, it's going to be a crazy, crazy freaking time. Uh, but yeah, that was that. It looked good, man. It looked really, really good. It was it was definitely it, it definitely felt like it definitely felt like Flashpoint to me. With different references of the Flash, maybe we'll maybe we will see instead of Batman, Michael Keane Batman. Maybe we'll see Michael Keane as the Batman father, as as Bruce Wayne's father, as the Batman, where he was a little more crazier, a lot more vengeful, a lot more angry, and maybe we'll see that. Uh, who knows, man? It'll be cool to see. It'll be freaking awesome uh, to see all this stuff. I feel like the the second Flash might be the same Flash from the Nightmare Universe. That's my feeling. Even though it's technically the same Flash, I feel like already the the timeline has already split so much to the point where I feel like the second Flash was from the Nightmare Universe Flash, where you know he's at the end with uh, with the uh, with uh, with Nightmare Batman and Nightmare Joker, and they're like talking about reaching rounds and shit. And so I feel like it's that is that same Flash. Yeah. Um, it is said that. Um... This film reportedly ignore the events of Batman Forever 1995 and Batman and Robin from 1997 and come up with a new <laughs> stories uh, about Michael Keaton Batman to fill the gap between uh, Batman between Batman and Batman Returns and this film. Of course, Batman Returns came out in 1992, so you're mm-hmm. talking about a nearly 30 year gap um, between um, when this movie took place and and the the events of Batman Forever. It also said. That it is only it is only confirmed that Affleck and Keaton are in this movie playing their respective Batmans. Um, that um, and I'm reading this quote from IMDb. Mm-hmm. Um, this was it says the film will feature two Batman actors reprising their roles with Michael Keaton featuring uh, returning since Batman Returns, tied with Christian Bale and Ben Affleck playing the uh, the Batman for the fourth time, breaking the Bale record. Who three times. Um, though there has been talks with Bale appearing in the film with this Batman existing in his own timeline, but Bale himself 
uh, has said Christopher Nolan has given him the seal of approval of Bale's Batman being a part of this multiverse for him to confidently be in the film. So people are saying, okay, Chris, Christopher Nolan, though he co-produced Man of Steel, and there was mm-hmm. early rumors that when they were going to create this universe that Henry Cavill was going to play Superman mm-hmm. and Christian Bale was going to be that basically that Batman, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that Henry Cavill's Superman mm-hmm. and that all of that, you know, that that metropolis and everything existed in the same universe as Christopher Nolan's Gotham City. Yeah. Which would have been really cool, though. I love Affleck as Batman. And I love the costume that we got. Um, I would have liked to have seen Christian Bale as the main Batman yeah. and have and ha- connect the Nolan verse. Yeah. Um, it's been said that Nolan has said, no, my Batman stands alone. It's its own timeline. It does not exist in the multiverse. Um, he's now, Nolan has come out and said, I'm open for it to be. Nope. That does exist that. And, yeah. and he's also said that maybe his universe doesn't have other superheroes that Batman was it, that yeah. he was the only, he was just a vigilante that dressed as a bat. Um, so it'd be kind of curious is, is what happens there. If Nolan, I'm sorry, if, if Christian Bale does make at least a cameo in this, uh, let us know in the comments below if you would like to see, I'm sure it's a given, if you'd like to see Christian Bale appear in the Flash or at least make an appearance as a part of the multi- of the DC multiverse. Um, mm-hmm. Which brings us to another head scratcher. We go back to 1966. Okay. We go back to 1966. Adam West plays okay. the Cape Crusader. The dark, uh, the, well, not even the Dark Knight. He plays Batman. 1989, uh-huh. Michael Keaton. 1992, Michael Keaton. We mentioned before. Uh, 1995, Val Kilmer. 1997, George Clooney. The 2000s, we see Christian Bale. We see mm-hmm. then Ben Affleck. And now, once again, yet another... Oh, of course, we got to can't forget um, uh, Lego Batman. No. Oh, and um, what's his name? Played the animated Batman. So oh. multiple, I mean, almost. How dare you a... say what's his name? V. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Scold me. It's Who is it? No, keep, I can't think of his good. name. You're going. You're fine. Kevin Conley. Kevin. Kevin Conley. Yeah, I was not even close. Kevin Conley is the guy from Entourage. Uh, Kevin Conway also. If you're thinking about the same Kevin I'm thinking about, he's actually the one that played Superman. But you're close. Okay. Anyways. Anyways, so we're getting yet another Batman. And people go like, why are we getting another Batman movie? Because they've done multiple different versions of Batman in the comic books. And Robert Pattinson, yes, the same Robert Pattinson who played a twinkly little vampire just about a decade ago, is playing the Cape Crusader. He is playing the mm. world's greatest detective. He is playing the Dark Knight. He is playing Bruce Wayne and Batman in The Batman. And mm. it is set to come out in 2022. It, of course, is directed by Matt Reeves. You're wondering, why do I know that name? Why do I know Matt Reeves? He sounds so familiar. Um, Matt Reeves directed, let's let's go off his little thing. He directed uh, The War of, for the Planet of the Apes, Dawn of the Planet of the mm-hmm. Apes, Cloverfield. Um, he also directed pretty much nothing else other than that. Uh, he also did some episodes of Felicity. Uh, mm-hmm. So, But yeah, he's that guy. Um, yeah. He's he's an amazing amazing director. Just we can't his 
every one of his movies has at least 80% Rotten Tomatoes or higher. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's in post-production right now. We saw an amazing uh, trailer, which we will link to our uh, Facebook page, if I remember. Yeah. But uh, this is, Jared, it's been said that the original script for this movie, for this tent pole, was yeah. originally written by Ben Affleck. And it was scheduled to not only be, be written, but directed by Ben Affleck and starred in by Ben Affleck as the Cape Crusader. Now, people are going mm-hmm. like, why would Ben do triple duty? Well, let's see. Hmm. He won an Academy Award for writing. He's won an Academy Award for, or he's been nominated for an Academy Award for directing. He directed like yeah. movies like Argo and um, I can't think of the, the movie from Boston where he's the bank <laughs> robber. Um, oh, the, uh, the, the town? The town. Oh, my God. Yeah. Such a good movie. Yeah. So good. Um, so he's an accomplished director and yeah. he's a damn good actor and, but it heads with the studio. And it was said that the script that he wrote was based on Arkham Knights was based on, uh, the, the famous video game. Yeah. And this movie still has some, some flavor of it, but Jerry, yeah. you mentioned it like most of the internet, this has a stronger tie to a different DC comic storyline one that a lot of fans love. Yeah. It's definitely the uh, one of the top five Batman stories of all time. And this is probably in the top three is the long Halloween. Now, actually, just to reference back to it, you did get it right. It's Kevin Conroy that did play the original Bruce Wayne Batman in the animated series, which is a long coveted show. <clears throat> I should say, I did say Kevin Conley, who is actually the, yeah. the, the, the character who, uh, the actor who plays E from Entourage, but yeah. I was close. <laughs> Kevin Conroy. So, but going back on to, uh, to the, uh, to the Batman featuring, of course, Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz and Will Ferrell. Oh my God. Like, directed by Matt Reeves again. Uh, I've actually doing re- a little bit of research on, uh, on the production value or the production, you know, pre-production, all that stuff. I got to say, I don't blame Ben from leaving because of the tumultuous time that he was going through and just the amount of shit that he was given from uh, yeah. from the studio. And when you say that, oh, yeah, there was some back and forth, bro, there was some back and forth. There was some serious back and forth. They're not because like it's tumultuous time on Justice League with the aforementioned um, <laughs> director that will not be named by me. He's he's it's been saying it's been seen that he is a fucking asshole. But like it pushed Ben to the point where he started drinking. Yeah, heavily. this this led him to his his downward it, it, spiral. It, it, he started drinking. He at that time as well. He, he divorced his wife. Uh, then time Jennifer Gardner, who I feel like they were an amazing couple together as well. I feel like he was burnt out playing Batman because of just the most time, just League, all the things that had gone since that having so many uh putting uh taking on the role of so many of having wearing so many hats in his own production of the batman solo yeah. film uh yeah i a friend there was actually quoted saying that if a friend um a friend asked him uh, he asked a friend like if the script was good right that he wrote it's like yeah it's good his friend goes yeah, it's good but i feel like if you do this you're gonna die from from, Falcom, from alcoholism yeah <laughs> and so he good for good for ben affleck ben affleck Step back and like decided to deal with his own mental health in his own in his own his own time. So you know, hats off to him. I'm happy for him for just taking a step back and hopefully 
maybe coming back in an, in a lesser role where he's not giving so many fucking responsibilities, especially with the tumultuous time that Warner Bros has put on this man. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but going from that point, yeah, the, this the the story looks amazing. Of course, we're talking about Batman official trailer that released. It looks freaking great. Matt yeah. Reeves feels like the Batman feels like a combination of um of the best parts of Nolan, Nolan versus yeah. Batman, as well as like a little bit of Mad Max, as well as um uh oh, I forget his name. Who who's the director for Mad Max? He comes out and remember. does like yeah. but it even he had co- a little feel of the old 89 Batman worth like that scene where with the with the uh, with the um with the uh, the, the clowns. Yeah. Um which of course leads people. We, we do know, by the way, just to, to kind of throw in some two by two cents, we do know that we have at least two villains in this movie. And I know you're going, well, wait a minute, JR uh, just said that you know, Catwoman's in this because you know where I'm going with this. The opening scene of the, of, the, of, the, of the trailer, we see the Riddler is in this movie. And yep. a lot of people are saying that this version of the Riddler could be on the same level as Heath Ledger's Joker. And of course the, the, um, the actor uh, uh, cast to play um, Edward Nashton, AKA the Riddler is Paul Dano. Of course you're probably going, who the fuck is Paul Dano? Let's take a look at his IMDb. Paul Dano has been in movies like there will be blood. uh, The um, little miss sunshine, 12 years a slave. Uh, He was also in, um, Oh, what was it? Got to go way he, back. Uh, he was actually in The Sopranos back in the yeah. day. He played like in one or he was in like one or two episodes. Uh, yeah. But he, if you saw him, you'd go like, oh, yeah, yeah. he's that guy. He, he's an actor that will look forever young as long as he shaves type of thing. Like he never left high school. Like when you when you see him in the way his hair is, you you know what we're talking about. He was he's also actually, in yeah, Cowboys and Aliens. Yeah. Um, but he... And I really hate to say this because he could be a really nice guy. Yeah. But he's got a creeper vibe. He's got a real creeper. And I want to, you know what I'm going to do? For those who are watching YouTube, I'm going to, I'm going to bring up the screen here. Um, and I, again, no offense to Paul. He's a fabulous actor. There's a picture of him right there. Yeah. Um, and again, uh, maybe I'll post it onto our Instagram page what he looks like for those who don't know what he looks like. Um, yeah. But he does, and I mean this in a nice way because the Riddler, if portrayed correctly, and he was <laughs> as campy as it was, was actually done quite well by Jim Carrey. He's kind of a creeper. He's meant to be. He's he's, and and I think that people's uh, opinion of this Riddler might not be too far off, Jr. That Heath Ledger went there with the Joker. I mean he. He literally cost him his life. Hopefully, he doesn't do that to Paul Dano, but uh, he could play the Riddler quite well. Yeah, no, it's it's um, Paul Dano. It's funny that I bring his IMDb up too. Is a uh, I remember one of the very first films that I just like totally remember. Like, oh yeah, he's that guy. He's from the Girl Next Door. Remember that film? Oh yeah, that's what I was thinking of. He was from the Girl Next Door, and like I. I I'm not gonna push back on the creeper vibe type thing. We're all we're all creepers in our own right, maybe. Yeah, yeah, we're all creepers in our own right. People, there's gonna be people that think of us as creepers, and I get that, understand that. People have their own opinions about it, 
but like I feel like he is definitely the dark horse. Like for this, not the dark horse for the film, but like he's definitely not the wild card for this film. There you go. That's the better. That's the representation because of how much like we've gone to that. We've gone to this um, this weird era in movies and and comic book movies where we expect now DC to have this serious, you know, award winning movie going all the way back to the original uh, bat or going back to uh, Nolan's Batman, where he ledger posthumously won best actor of the year. And what happened last year? <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix wins best actor of the year. Yeah. As well as Joker winning best picture. Best film, I think best film of the year as well. And so. so we, we have now this iteration of like, even though even the, the bonkers sellers is going to go to Marvel where they're going to, they're going to have, you know, their film, gross billion dollars right they're wanting what dc has right now they want the award-winning thought-provoking actors and actresses to have that movie of the year caliber actor actress of the year caliber play a caliber player because because if paul dano is in that regimen from from the looking on to what uh, what batman is for right now is that this reboot with the aforementioned uh, freaking Robert Pattinson, bro, it looks good. It very it much. I, I know people are. I know you've been saying that. Yeah, that Marvel is really pushing Eternals to be possibly movie of the year. Honestly, just from just from just from depictions, right? I, I feel like the Batman might take it. It well, it should, be noted, it should be noted that obviously the Eternals is coming out next month, whereas yeah. the Batman just has a 2022 release date. March it 4th. is expected for March 4th, which would be mm-hmm. beyond, I believe, the um, the award season for 2020. Um, for so it would be up right. for a nomination in 2023. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it, it, it'd be interesting. Um, Paul Dano, there's that photo that I showed before, if you, if you go back to it um on youtube uh, kind of gives me a patrick bateman from american psycho which of course was played by christian bale mm-hmm. um kind of vibe and and that's the creeper of the uh, you know by no stretch of the imagination if you looked at him on the street is christian bale uh, a creeper patrick bateman in american psycho is a creeper and a half yeah um, and mm-hmm. that's kind of the role like the, the look that paul dano is giving me which is perfect uh, in a sense, uh, for the Riddler, I know the Riddler uh, portrayed by um, by Jim Carrey was kind of a, who was a Edward Edward Nigma uh, yeah. was more of a loner, um, and who knows maybe Paul Dano's version is is, is the same thing, but yeah, um, it's yet to be seen. But his portrayal of the Riddler was very reminiscent of of some of the footage Campy, they showed in the last year, very reminiscent 60s. of of of. Uh, he Slater or he Slater. Oh, uh, I talked about Planet House. Okay. He's uh, Ledger, um, Ledger, Ledger's um, of Joker. So, uh, this film, there were um, uh, a lot of really cool shots, including the now famous hallway shot where Batman is walking down the hallway and he's being shot out, and all you see is the muzzle flash. It has been said that the guy who was the cinematographer for Rogue One is the cinematographer for this movie. And he mm-hmm. reused the scene of Darth Vader coming down the hallway with just the light, the red lightsaber. Um, it also had very much a daredevil. Of course, the famous hallway scenes from 
the Netflix Daredevil series. Um, it's really cool. Uh, I love Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle. Mm-hmm. Um, she brings back a little bit of the sultry of the character. You know, look at the versions of the character that we have seen on the screen. Let's mm-hmm. go backwards to, 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 to the beginning. The last one was was Anne Hathaway in the Nolan verse in, mm-hmm. in Batman and Dark and the Dark Knight Rises. Um, not bad, but I felt to me more of an updated version of Michelle Pfeiffer, of course, from Batman Returns, mm-hmm. um, with a little bit more emphasis on the cat burglar uh, aspect of her character. And then going back, the other two versions that we've had on the screen, other than Anne Hathaway and, and Michelle Pfeiffer, is Eartha Kitt. Yeah. And um, and I can't, God, I just talked to my dad about this the other day, is the, the two actresses that played Catwoman on the old Batman 66. Yeah. And Zoe, obviously being a black woman, um, reminded me a little bit of Eartha Kitt from the the old Batman 66 who was was badass was yeah. a badass version of, of, of Catwoman was very sexy for the time 60s you know it was that 1960s kind of look, but it was uh-huh. sultry and she used her complexion her, her, her dark skin complexion to uh, to her advantage and, and really brought out the the kind of like I said, almost kind of like Anne Hathaway did a little bit of it. it like the she's a cabber, she's slick, she's very kind of like uh, sly, so to speak. And that's the feel I'm getting with Zoe Kravitz is a little bit of a little bit of the previous version, a little bit of Anne Hathaway, a little bit of yeah. Eartha Kitt. Um, yeah. I'm on completely on board. She looks like, and she looks like the comic book version too. Uh, in certain regard, yeah, I, I feel like she can break out the goggles. I mean, come on. I get it just depends on uh, which version again uh, to go back to the timeline of this movie I've been saying it for a while for the for Batman it's year one Batman year one year two Batman. that's what I was looking for I was saying earth one but it's year one is what I'm thinking of it's year it's definitely year one year two because you see in the film a lot of times Rob Pattinson as Batman where he just ha- where he has some type of like headgear on it doesn't have the actual pointed ears it's him just with a full on scape particularly in the scene where she goes like who are where where Selena Kyle goes who are you under that mask and you see him very much not in the full in, in full um full attire it's been said before that this film too is going to be a noir based detective gritty film which yes. i fucking love possibly 3 hours or more I am full of that. And not only that, but the biggest thing for me that I love reminiscing in noir film is that he's going to, there's going to be voiceover work. Robert Pattinson voiceover talking as Batman doing scenes like you would have in like the old school, like an old serial Dyke, old serial, like him giving these, uh, giving these lines. For those of us who watch, I think, um, oh man, what's the freaking film call with Harrison Ford where he uh, he was uh, he was going after he was going after a cyborg. Old film was remade was remade not remade but like was a oh Blade uh, Runner Blade Runner right very much in that style. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm super super freaking happy. the The type of cinematography, the type of like artwork, the type of colors and vibes 
looks so freaking good. I do feel like it is following a little bit of last Halloween. No, of the long Halloween, even though, you know, possibly these characters, which I will not say, I will not spoil for anybody. doesn't look like they're going to be in it. It's going to feature a little bit more of like the, uh, the esteemed versions of, uh, of the Batman um, Rose gallery. Looks great. I feel like, uh, and, and the, and the great thing about it too, is that Robert Pattinson is a very well-renowned actor now, even though he's been, of course, known as, as being that, you know, that's that sparkly <laughs> vampire in twilight since then he's been freaking he he has been in the indie scene he's been in like he does he doesn't want to do he didn't want to do any of these big budget films until of course batman came up and he wanted and he came back and since then he's read nearly all of he's read a good entirety a good not entirety but he's got he's read a really a long number of the entirety of batman uh uh, batman comics which is great he read he has he has said before he's read golden age early golden age stuff he's read the more recent he's read uh, he's read the more recent tom king version of like batman rebirth which is great he's read uh year one year two dark night dark night returns a bunch of stuff right so awesome cool right he's read long halloween as well what i come to say with this is that if i if 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 they do it correctly if they do this film correctly and they and they put their ducks in order with the riddler with uh with Will Fer- with Will Ferrell playing an Colin amazing Ferrell. fucking Colin oh with Colin Farrell with Colin Farrell playing an amazing fucking uh freaking um cobblepot penguin if they possibly bring in Joker with this Riddler they might possibly do and the timeline is that it's early Batman they might possibly do joke a war of jokes and riddles in the upcoming future and for those who don't know war of jokes and riddles is in there with top Batman stories of all time. Yeah. And they have not a hundred percent said a, where this Batman takes place. Hmm. Um, we do know as, as these movies come out more that the Joker, Joaquin Phoenix's version of the Joker hmm. took place in what the 1960s, 1970s. Oh, early. <clears throat> well, uh, it's it's been it's been uh, it's been even though the the timeline looks like it's 1960, 1970s, uh, the child in that movie, there's a child in that movie is presumed to be Bruce Wayne. And we do so see jo- Thomas Wayne, too. Yeah. And he's yeah. kind of a dick. Yeah. I still have not seen the Joker. Um, I'm just basing it on stuff that I've read. Um, anyways, uh, we could talk about this movie till till kingdom come. It, it looks yeah. fantastic. I was skeptical. I think even JR, you were a little bit skeptical about it at first, yeah, because of Robert Pattinson's uh, casting. Year. Yeah, and then um, that, and then that fandom trailer came out last year. I'm like, okay, cool. He's my he's and, he's Batman. And it should be noted too that not only is it going to be take is is he going to be doing like voiceover work and this is going to be a kind of a film noir, very mm-hmm. detective. That it's also said that it's going to take from some of the year one storylines that Bruce Wayne will take on an alter ego, not named Batman that he's going to take on. Um, I can't remember what, it, what the characters are, Willie something, or I don't know, but it's where he's a wanderer. Or no, sorry, uh, that's what it's called. He's the drifter is what it's called. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he uses the character as he goes to kind of, as like the character says, he drifts along and he uses it as to, to play into his anonymity so that he can look into these, the do more you know um do some detective work basically look into these yeah. these these crimes and whatnot so yeah um it's been said that it'll d- delve into some of that 
Um, but going back to what I said, not knowing where the timelines match up is there is a possibility, albeit a small possibility, that the Joker in in this universe, in this universe of the multiverse, uh, is that, that Matt Reeves, Batman, and Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker are in the same universe. That this Batman, that Robert Pattinson's Batman, his Joker will be Joaquin Phoenix. I think it's a, I think it's a long, uh, a long stretch. Um, I also th- want to know, does this Batman exist in the multiverse? I think it does. Are we going to see Ezra Miller's flash appear in a post-credit scene? Probably not. I think it would take, it would, that kind of a crossover would be, would kind of take you out of this film that we're like the Jane and I are talking about. This, yeah. this film noir, this very serious Batman. Yeah. I think having a crossover would take you out of it. Now, having that, having Robert Pattinson's Batman appear in other films, in other films, I'm okay with that yeah. crossover. Yeah. And, and, and having that, that they, they address the multiverse that way. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I really hope. Though I, I would like to see Pattinson's Batman exist in the overall multiverse, I hope they don't do a crossover, even in a post-credit scene. Yeah, I, I, I hope they yeah. don't. They don't. I do hope that. they don't. Sh- yeah, I just hope they don't shoot him in so fast, type of thing. <clears throat> because, like, Grant, like, even though he looks, even though Robertson, Robert Pattinson is, is looks so young, and it's generally still is young. He's about 34, 35, about around my age. Yeah, and yeah. I, I hope they don't burn him out so fast where he feels like he doesn't want to continue doing more more Batman films after this because I feel like he's a he might be a really freaking great Batman man. He looks really oh, good. Oh yeah, I like, think so. Just to put on just to say the rest of the cast in the or the presumed cast yeah. right now. Uh Jeff, Jeffrey Wright is gonna play James Gordon. He looks he freaking do. awesome he too. Looks great. Jeffrey Wright. Uh John Chaturo, which is an interesting, interesting choice. He's gonna play Carmine Falcone, he's which is Falcone. crazy. He's Falcone. He's playing Falcone, and like, that's just a weird get. At the same time, I can see him playing Falcone. Uh, Peter Skarsgård's gonna play Gil Coulson. Now, this is an interesting take for me because for those who've read, for those who read Long Halloween, I thought that maybe he would play a different character, a uh, two-faced character. But again, we'll, we can put that out. Andy Circus is playing Alfred Pennyworth, which is crazy to me he of course and for those who don't know who andrew jerk says he's the acclaimed actor who played uh, <clears throat> who played smeagol in lord of the rings he had he he played um i forgot his name he was in uh he was uh, in black panther i forgot the character's name but he's uh, the ulysses character. claw ulysses claw and he just recently uh, released venom venom he's uh, the director of venom two. there will be carnage there will be carnage and now he's playing alfred pennyworth a very um a very distinct role I will say, yeah. I feel like uh, this Alfred looks very much a mercenary, like like his uh, like his origin story tells. He the original Alfred Pennyworth uh, was was like this crazy mercenary. I think he worked for MI. Uh, <clears throat> he he looks good. I will say he looks good, and it, it's a different take for for the uh, any circus that I've uh, I've come to know as an actor or have come to see as an actor yeah but dude he looks really good and of course the aforementioned colin farrell as cobblepot slash penguin oswald cobblepot aka penguin he is unrecognizable as colin farrell insane um 
the, the actually the one time I could barely recognize him was in that small snippet scene where at the end of the at the end of the um of the trailer where he looks back in the explosion right that little corner peak like ah right, cool now he looks like Colin Farrell but he only noticed it because it's like a very like a side a side angle of it like a yeah. like a very faint side angle I right, right, that looks like Colin Farrell but like overall dude yeah I gotta say visual effects real effects uh you know uh prosthetics they'll go really on point for this look I'm I'm super excited for this again it comes out March 4th 2022 cannot wait that's definitely on my definitely to, to watch list. I will watch that in theaters. I will watch it again on HBO Max. And I'm going to probably buy every iteration of this freaking film, man. I'm super excited for it. Super excited for it. Well, guys, let us know in the comments below. What was your favorite moment from DC Fandom? Did we miss anything? Let us know in the comments below. Hit us up on Twitter at PS Comics. I love the letter U. Or shoot mm-hmm. us an email at uh, PS Comics. I love you podcast at gmail.com. Or just click the... Uh, Click the email link down below in the description of either the audio version of this podcast or the video version on YouTube. If you're listening, if you're watching us on YouTube, what's up, guys? Um, don't forget, you can always subscribe and download the audio version if you can't take video with you. Now, not everybody like me has YouTube premium where you can have mm-hmm. a YouTube video playing in the background, have your phone on uh, off and be still listening yeah. to it. If you If you don't and you need to listen to it audio form, we got you covered. Google yep. Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, even iHeartRadio and Amazon Music. You can yep. download PS Comics. I love you. We actually just got a new fan um, coming in from uh, from Utah. Hey. Uh, I want to send a shout out hey. to. Um, I want to make sure I get this right. The last name uh, lost. I don't 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 leak the last name. <laughs> no 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 no. It's not. Uh, okay. Um, this is uh our name is brianna listening to hey. us in uh, in utah so uh thank you for uh subscribing to our uh, podcast and listening to us and of course i want to say hi to everybody over at comic asylum that listens as well uh, but yeah guys that is it dc fandom in the books we don't forget we have prime day i'm gonna start with prime day disney plus day on yep. november 12th that also is the day that shang chi and the legend of the ten rings comes to disney plus and uh-huh. it will be that week that it comes out on digital um on all digital platforms and of course we mentioned on november 4th we get the eternals will finally yep. make its theatrical debut it had a world premiere this past monday ps comics i love you on facebook ps comics i love you on instagram ps comics i love the letter you on twitter you Mm-hmm. Uh, don't forget to, to like, subscribe, follow, stalk us. We don't care, whatever it is, <laughs> at Voice of Reason 23 on all social media, at also not JR Comics 42 on Instagram. Mm-hmm. eBay sales coming soon. Um, it's been it's been coming. Yeah. Oh, uh, hold up, hold yeah. up, hold what up, up hold up, hold up. What up, hold what up. up. I've been up. saving this. Oh, oh you've been trying, bitch. You've been trying. Oh, the thing you sent me, you ass. I tease JR. With just Asshole. a snippet oh, I hate of this guy. a Funko Pop that I got of his one, literally one of his famous favorite characters in all of pop culture. Mm-hmm. And if you're guessing it right now, you're probably screaming at your, your screen right now. And yes, it's a socket to know. Um, mm-hmm. I got the Amazon exclusive. How dare you? Osaka. How much, um, how much, how much you pay for it? 
how much do you pay for it? Like 10 bucks. Oh my gosh. I, in got good this, shape? I pre-ordered this back in like March or April of this year and just got it in the mail. This is an Amazon exclusive. I actually have another Ahsoka coming in December from Target. It was the Target exclusive. Um, I'm not going to open this one because it would literally kill JR and I need him to co-host with me. I would Um, kill you. (laughs) I did get, um, I think I showed you this one already. The shiny Charmander, Captain America. Yep. 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 I didn't show you this. Okay. I did get this one in the mail. It just came in today. This is from, this was a target. I believe a target exclusive. I'm in the midst of collecting. Speaking of the Mandalorian, I'm in the midst of collecting all the fun codes that feature Baby Yoda, a.k.a. the child, a.k.a. Grogu. This one is, um, spoiler alert, this is um, Din Djarin, a.k.a. Mando, a.k.a. the Mandalorian, with his mask off, holding the child. I just got that in today. Um, I have another Funko that will be here tomorrow. Um, I've got at least another half dozen Funkos that are arriving between now and December. (laughs) Bro, where are you putting these Funkos? I'm surprised you have space. I'm I'm literally running out of space. I have to my right here behind this this, this, um, backstage area. Um, yeah. it's my, it's, it's my kid's playroom, but here on the shelf is all of the, the Pokemon, um, fun pops that I have to my immediate left, um, overtaking this little shelf I have below my TV. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 Funkos, which includes, uh, Wanda Maximoff, your, uh, Ravona Renslayer, Captain Carter, Black Suit Superman, Deadpool, Stone Cold Steve Austin, um, uh, Black Widow, Hydra Stomper, The Collector, Baron Zemo, um, oh my gosh, Agatha Harkness, the mm. page, no, oh, not the Patriot, um, US Agent, okay. um, and uh, Bucky Barnes, aka Winter Soldier, um, that, from, from Falcon I, Winter Soldier. Uh, you know, Grant said that I used to collect uh, pops, I still kind of collect pops every now and then, it, but like, uh, I have, thankfully, I have mine still in all their boxes. And so, like, it's easier to stack and stuff, right? But, like, you take them out, man. I don't know how you have space. One of these days, I'll have to do on on Instagram, I'll have to do a tour of where I have all my different fun codes. Um, Oh, I don't need to hear that. Oh, my gosh. I'm about to leave. I'm about to leave. Hate you. Cut the check. Um, I hate you so much, <laughs> guys. Leave it, send your hate mail of me. Uh, oh, um, please, please, and tell them Jay said, and play him Funko hate mail to, to <laughs> and tell him that Jay said, you. uh, all right, guys, have a great night. Please be decent human beings, please. Uh, always wear your damn mask, and mm-hmm. as always, peace. peace. I look huge here, what the hell. <laughs>